Well, it's exam season at universities and colleges, and that can be perhaps the most stressful time of the year as uh, school support centers are being deluged with requests for helping uh, for help from struggling students. Uh, in order to be successful at university, it's important to stay healthy during exam time, of course, getting enough sleep, eating properly and relaxing. Uh, exercising, all of those types of things. Joining me now to discuss exam season and the challenges of running a modern university is Dr. Deborah Saussier. She is uh, the President and Vice Chancellor of Vancouver Island University based in Nanaimo. Dr. Saussier is an accomplished neuroscientist, educator, and university administrator with a deep commitment to STEM and Indigenous education. I am just absolutely excited to have her on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much, Jazz, for having me here. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back, and it's been way too long since I was in school. Uh, many, many decades ago now, but exam time can be incredibly stressful. Uh, Walk me through exam time in 2023, what it looks like for many students. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that we've learned over the last little while since I was in school, and probably you too, Mm -hmm. is that actually saying that somebody has to know something on Thursday during these three hours may not be the best way to assess knowledge. Hmm. In fact, setting um, exams that are uh, more practical, more applied, uh, that can be taken home and worked on over time, actually can provide more thoughtful results. That unfortunately doesn't make them less stressful. And so Mm. we do see uh, a bounce uh, in uh, mental health requests, primarily around anxiety, uh, exam stress, nerves, that kind of thing at this time of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you gave great advice. Uh, I actually tell students to uh, put in their day timer Go exercise. If you don't plan it, you won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, make sure that you eat healthy, all of those kinds of things. But again, uh, even with new techniques, still stressful, right? People yeah. are have these students, uh, any students, don't want to fail. They, they want to make their families proud. Mm-hmm. They want to achieve their dreams. Uh, and it's high stakes. And so it is stressful. Is it, uh, can a student still uh, work part-time? and still carry a full course load with five classes? I often hear some students, the ones that live in Metro Vancouver, will take four, even three classes. Yeah. If, if it, it, Because of the stress sometimes, partially it's just because of what they can afford. But is can a student still take five classes, work part-time, and still have a student life as well? <laughs> no. No, they can't. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, well, I mean, some can, of course, they can. But mm-hmm. what I would say that uh, is, is an interesting stat is that the four-year degree now takes on average five years Hmm. because so many of our students are working but also probably unlike when you and I went to school um, many of our students have family commitments either elder care or child care Um, and then they may have family commitments towards family businesses especially if they're first generation uh, Canadians who are are trying to balance that work-life balance Mm -hmm. Um, so that makes it very challenging And I, in fact, encourage students, if they can afford the time, to think about actually stretching out a little bit longer uh, so that they actually have time for their life. Because their life isn't going to happen to them, you know, five years from now or four years from now when they're done. Their life is happening to them right now. And if it's a really gorgeous day out, just go for a run Mm -hmm. and actually, you know, don't sweat it so much. Um, Are you seeing an increase... um general increase in the older student? I mean, that's often said, you know, education doesn't just occur in those four years. It's a lifetime commitment. Uh, Are you generally seeing older students, single parents? Are we seeing more of that in in a university environment? 
Um, it depends on the university and the topic being studied. But yes, uh, especially at Vancouver Island University, our students tend to be older. They don't tend to come directly from grade 12. They might take a gap year, which is incredibly popular with students these days. But they may have worked for a couple of years and then decided that they need to come back to get that credential so that they can get that next step in their career. Uh, or they may have been out for 10, 12 years, and then they want to upgrade that credential again. Uh, and so we do see at VIU a lot of students who are older, who have family commitments, who work. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Vancouver Island University. I don't know much about it, and I think most residents, most people listening here, and I know we have listeners in Nanaimo as well, uh, give us some background on the university. Mm-hmm. Well, we're about 15 years old, and uh, we offer everything from adult basic education and upgrading to uh, graduate degrees in an MBA, for instance, or uh, master's in community planning bachelor's degrees, diplomas, certificates. Uh, we also offer a wide variety of the trades. So we pretty much have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the only university north of the Malahat. Um, so again, the, uh, we have to you know, sort of meet a wide variety of needs. As I heard in your last segment, there's a real need for skilled trades, but there's a real need for skilled anything these days. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to find people who have those kind of attributes and training uh, anywhere, not to, not to mention the, the, the Mid-Island. Uh, you were named president in 2019. What has that been like? Because uh, you got hired, you got a huge amount of responsibility as president of a university, and then COVID hits. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was a wild ride. <laughs> um, all I can say is is that you know um, one of the things I didn't anticipate in my first year as the president was actually closing the university so that we could retool and go fully online. We went from having about twenty five thirty percent of our classes offered in an online format to almost one hundred percent in a week. And for that, I'm very grateful to our faculty for retooling everything. But that being said, we never actually went home either. Because we offer the trades, it's pretty hard to imagine training a welder if we don't actually let them try it out. Yes. Um, Or a nurse um, or any one of a number or science majors, et cetera, if they can't actually get in the lab. And so we never went home fully, but we did push almost all of our stuff online. That was tremendously... um, Exciting, scary, uh, nerve-wracking, but, you know, we learned an awful lot through that period, too. Yeah. Um, Are there things that you've kept? Is the online even more pronounced now? I mean, there are things, of course, tech. COVID has sped up a lot of trends in society. What things, are are you keeping any specific programs or the way you do things specific to COVID today? Well, you know, one of the things that I think we did learn in COVID more than anything was that we could be more flexible with our students and that it wouldn't break anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think too often we get wedded to our own ideas. And in fact, we learned that for a number of reasons, we had to be able to be more flexible with uh, deadlines and things like that. And, And strangely, the university didn't end. Um, but you know, most of the things that we learned were things that we noticed during the time when we were all online. And that is is the need for human connection. Uh, you know, we, we serve a demographic typically in university of 18 to 23, and that's the age where you're making the friends you're going to have for the rest of your life. That need for human connection to tell your story, to explore things, to do dumb stuff. (laughs) Um, All of that is part of that age group. And all of that is better when you're in person. And so what we're seeing is this real desire in our students to connect personally, 
face to face with each other. Now, sometimes I do see them sitting there texting to each other while they're sitting beside each other. Mm -hmm. But again, they really desire that human connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, final question for you, because we're covering this mm-hmm. uh, at the 5.30 hour. Uh, uh, Elon Musk, uh, along with uh, many academics, are saying, let's put a pause on artificial intelligence. Chat GPT would be the most probably mainstream of argument, uh, or as an example. Uh, my son was just signing up for a summer class, and one of the things they put in the thought is that you know students are banned from using Chat GPT and other artificial intelligence for exams and essays and stuff like that. Um, are, do you worry about artificial intelligence in regards to an educate as an educational institution? Because you know the the idea of telling a, a, a machine to write an essay is 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 right there and you can do it fully cited everything right. Uh, and it's not just the educational institution. Do you worry about that as an educator, as a president of a university, what ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence could do to the traditional term paper? Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, there's always the potential for something really, you know, Terminator style for the education system to happen. But I actually think you could flip it on its head and use it as a tool to be really creative and to hand your students a fully formed paper yeah. from use AI yourself right? Flip it on its head and then get them to go and see whether or not those resources actually said that. And then say whether or not that was a good paper, grade it and give it back. Because I never have learned so much as when I had to teach it. And when you have to come up with a grade for somebody and justify that grade, that's actual learning. And and so you can be creative with this too. And so I'm a glass half full person. (laughs) and, And so is our university, I guess. And so I just look at this as an opportunity to do something really creative and different. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Saucy, thank you for your time today. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, likewise.